Welcome to Light in the Dark Podcast. I am your host, Lady B. Before we get into today's episode, I want to stress the words trigger warning. Topics discussed today may be triggering to some. You have been warned. Also, neither I nor the guest are licensed therapists, psychologists, counselors, etc. If you need a therapist, etc., then please seek a therapist, etc. There is no shame in getting your mental health together. Let me repeat that for the people in the back who did not hear. There is no shame in getting your mental health together. This podcast is about sharing our truths in a positive, safe, judgment-free environment. Now on that note, let's start the show. Today's episode is part two of my chat with Chestine about church hurt. But by the grace of God, I was open and he was sewing me back up, healing me back up for such a time as this. Because there is a lot of people that's hurting, that's been through, that's been traumatized by many different things. And then to go to the church and to be put out and you're innocent, you're doing things you don't know, you know, you're just really getting involved in the church and getting to know and getting your feet wet. And then uh, she puts you out and say, no. Uh-uh, you you too friendly with the people. Well, they got to feel love. That's how Jesus drew them, by love. He said love and kindness. And, 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 and a lot of times we don't do that. We want to point out their sins. And, and I, I mean, it's just, I don't know, it's a time and a place for a lot of things. And uh, all I want to do is just uh, not only be a witness, but I want to have a lifestyle to line up with my witness with my witnessing to people uh, that are hurting my, I don't know. I, I ask God, I often ask, I oftentimes ask God, God, why do you give me that type of heart? I just have a passion for hurting people. And it's because I've been hurt so bad. And, uh, you know, I even uh, later on, I mean, it was maybe 10 years later, I, I, uh, someone told me about a church. I, I said, okay, I'll try it. I tried it. And, and the pastor, he was, uh, he, uh, he was a single man and uh, very nice. And okay, I went well, to- yes, so me. there was a like a ten year gap between like the time you went back then and then like the next time you went. I th- I think it was probably about a ten year gap. Oh wow! Uh, okay. I mean, I mean, I went to another church, but I just went. Yeah, like uh, you, you didn't just like join. Like you kind of went. Just yeah, like whenever kind of, okay. kind of standoffish, protect me. Uh, uh, no, I don't want to work in the church. Thank you, but no, thank you. Uh, that type of uh attitude because I you were still hurting, I, I'm still hurting, okay. still going and, and going into the church hurt and, and saying thank you, Lord, thank you, Jesus. And I was thankful, but I was still hurting, and uh, I wasn't gonna let you get close enough to me to add to it, so I, I kind of just kept my distance but kept coming into the house of God because I wanted that presence. I wanted to feel that presence. I wanted to be uh, around like-minded people. I knew that there had to be someone not all of them was like that. There had to be someone that had a passion for soul like, souls like myself and uh, I, I did meet a couple of people and, and, and went to a church and the church of the pastor we had a conversation and she said you know I like some of your ideas that you have I want you to come and 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 take my outreach team and y'all go out and do some things and we did and uh, I, I said I don't know much but what I do know I will share it and they let they they trusted me enough and we went out we had car washes raised money so the kids could go out and 
go to Six Flags and and I, I like being out there and uh, I like seeing uh, uh, the kids happy and doing things. I don't think that they're the kids should be just stuck in the church and not having any fun activities because they already feel isolated because they have to go to church and this is all we've got to do. So I've always said the kids have to have some type of uh, outing, some kind of fun. And so we, we raise money to take the kids to Six Flags and things like that. Uh, uh, for some reason, I don't know what happened. It didn't happen. Uh, but I know we did raise the money and I didn't question anything. I just, I was happy to be able to help out. You know, uh, then uh, I went there for a while and I heard a lot of stuff and I thought, eh, don't want to be here. Okay, so was this like the, like in between those 10 years that you were telling me about? Or yeah, like, okay. Yeah, that was kind of like in between those 10 years. Uh, I still uh, fellowship with other churches, but never joined any church. Um, so was it around that 10 year mark that you found the church and was like, hey, this I think this is the one? Yeah, I, I said, uh, I need to, no, I didn't say this is the one. I said, let me oh. get settled. Let me get settled in a church because I, I have many ideas, many, many ideas that I want to present and to, uh, to present to the church and so that we can go out and do things in the community because I didn't see a whole lot. I seen people just in the church sitting down, getting fat off the word instead of going out because, uh, I, I like I say, I watch. Not to watch and see if you're going to fall, but to watch and see what you do in your church. And so um, I thought, okay, well, this church is small. And and so let me see what, you know, what God would have me to do. And this is where he wanted me to go. And, and I went there for a while and uh, I started inviting people and uh, invited my daughter. And uh, my at the time, my husband was... Uh, he was incarcerated. Uh, I told him about it. I said, I want you to come. Uh, my husband was very knowledgeable about the word of God. And so uh, he came uh, He came home and he met him and he was saying, I don't like it. Don't like him. See, people get uh, people from the street mixed up of not knowing anything as far as... Um, uh, I don't want to say not knowing anything, but they just feel like, okay, they the lesser. But my husband, he had that street wisdom, mm -hmm. is what we call it. And he got out of prison and he, he had, I mean, he was wise to the things, you know, because the same people are in the street or in the world are the same ones who run up in the church and hide. And so my husband, could, he could see through that stuff. He said, nah, uh-uh, we're not going to go there. I was like, no. I like this church. Come on, let's. I wanted him to be involved in the church as well because I'm involved in the church and I want him to be. And he was like, No, nah, I ain't really caring for him. I'm not feeling him. Well, I didn't know that uh, he was uh, he was real flirty. I didn't know. I wasn't paying any attention. I let my guards down again. Well, my husband took sick and he uh, invited the pastor over. He came over. And my husband was really ill. That's when he was right, right at the, the end of his life. The pastor came and sat at his bedside and said, hmm. He said, well, once you pass and you leave her, I'm sure she's going to marry again because she's a young girl. And, and I was so what? shocked. 
Yeah, the pastor did. I'll never forget it. I was so shocked and so hurt. I didn't know what to say. And my husband, he he wouldn't even look at him. He looked just looked straight ahead. And I didn't have a, enough strength or anything to protect my husband. And I still even feel bad to this day that I didn't ask the pastor, you know, you need to be excused or excuse yourself up out of this room. I, I didn't know. I didn't have enough strength, I'll say. And I still tried to have respect for uh, the man of God. He uh, he tried to talk to my husband and said, well, you know, how you want to be buried? What do you want? Da, 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 da. And uh, my husband wasn't hearing it and neither was I. Uh, when he left, my husband had feelings and, and I, him and I shared with one another about the statement he made uh, after my husband passed. He didn't do his service. I will let you know that. Uh, but after my husband passed, it was maybe... Uh, Two weeks after he said, no, yeah, two weeks after my husband passed, he told, uh, he said, told me in the congregation on a Sunday morning, I'll never forget it. Uh, we're going to be promoting your position. You're going to be my right hand person. And I want you to come up on this platform and sit next to me because this is where you're going to be. And I was so shocked. I, uh, I got up and I went up on the platform, stood up there. And I sat down and I said, Lord, when this is over, he'll never see me again. Uh, the church dismissed and I never went back because he would make accusations about, oh, you look good. You need to come over. Uh, you need to hang out with me more often and not care what people say. And oh, who no, told no. You to, oh, my God. He said, who told you to wear that dress? It was so disrespectful on every level. I said, oh, my God, I'm out of here. Because I, I don't fear man as much I, as much as I fear God. I fear God because I knew then. I said, God, he in here playing. He playing church. And oh, I'm oh, getting oh. away from him. When I left, I left. Girl, I left flying. I cried and I cried. And I was able to call other ladies when I was instructed to call them. And I invited them to... Uh, another church that I had found. That was maybe uh, a year later. I left the church. I didn't return and uh, found another church and the young lady um, that was hurt in the church, she, uh, they was, they were all hurting in the church. The, the, the pastor was sexually assaulting all these ladies, young girls, but no one would say anything. But uh, you know, they would just stay there. And I was like, hey, listen, the, the man ain't doing right. He tried to do, he tried to hit on me. And I told the ladies, uh, some of the ladies left. And one of the young girls, she was a virgin. And she talked about how he, how he would do things to her. And we would just be finishing prayer and she would be over his house. And I said, oh, I said, oh my God. And I invited her to church. She came and went to church with me. But the whole time, this little young girl crying in church, the whole time she couldn't, I, I, I'm imagining that she couldn't hear what the man of God, the new pastor was saying, because she was still in turmoil, turmoil of what was going on with her in the past. So she just sat there and she cried the whole time. And, and I have not been able to find her as of yet. And I've been at this church that I'm at now for over nine years. 
So um, it's like, thank God I didn't hit a home run. I'm safe. I'm here. And for, for a season, God, you got me planted here. And I pray that I do all that you call me to do uh, was not holding anything back. Because a lot of times when you've been hurt in the church, you would hold back and you will not do all that you can do or all that God called you to do because you still have some issues from the other hurt. That's true. And so uh, uh, there have been a lot of uh, uh, pain even in the church. And and one day I just stopped and said, God, how in the world can people get healed and delivered at these churches when all these people that's been placed in position are the ones who's doing the hurt. The women, you know, the women been traumatized, but you come into the church and you meet that same thing that you was faced with in the streets. Ah, And that make it hurt more because like I said, like church is supposed to be a safe space. Like the people are hurting. You're supposed to go to church to, to get healing, not to be hurt. And it's like when people are doing stuff to you in the church that they should not be doing, that makes it even worse. Especially when they have a title. Like, that makes it even more worse. Like, without a title, it's still bad. But when you have a title, that makes it even more worse. Just stepping over the boundaries that people have set. They they just step over. They don't care. And, And it's really sad because I found out it's a true statement. Hurting people hurt others. So either they still hurting or either they are trying to um, find out who they are from their last hurt and they didn't completely get healed. But I believe that hurting people hurt others and and it's it's really bad in the church. Uh, So I've been on both sides of the fence. I've been on in the world and seeing the pain and the trauma in the world. Then I come back and then I go into the church and experience the same thing. But I feel, my opinion, I feel that it's worse in the church because you trust and believe in the people that you meet in the church. In reality, reality, they still hurting themselves. Okay, so I agree with you. It is like when, when it's hurting in the church. Oh, I'm trying to figure out how to put this. Because for me, I used to put people with titles on pedestals. And then I realized, like, okay, you shouldn't be doing that. Um, and so whenever I got hurt, okay, well, I don't put you on a pedestal. You have a title. That that made the pain even worse. Because I expect people in the world to hurt me. Yes. I expect people yeah. in the church to be a safe space for me. Right, right, right. But... I mean, in, in some ways, you know, the people in the church are the people in the world. But it's like, you know, we, we all got issues. You know, we all got something that we're going through. But, you know, we expect the people in the church to go to God and and heal. So, therefore, when we come to church, they can help us heal. That doesn't necessarily happen. Because right. sometimes, you know, it, it, it be the people... You know, with them titles who who also out there in them streets and they be bringing the street to the church and it's like, oh boy, you, you, you messing with God's people. Not only that, but it's like, you know, you have this title. Uh-huh. There's there's a a certain level of respect. 
there's there's a certain level of I respect you because you have this title. I trust you because you have this title. Yeah, it it, it it's something. It, it it is. It it really it's is dangerous too, though. Oh yes, oh yes, yes. When you got that title, oh boy, you know you you supposed to be leading people to Christ. You supposed to be leading His people to Him. So when you got that title. There is there's more put on you that God has put on you than he did to other people. You're supposed to be leading his flock. And when you mess with his flock, now you know he said he'll lead the 99 and go after the one. Now, if he cares that much, just imagine you messing with his flock. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And you intentionally doing it. Whoo, we okay. Yes, 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 yes. With fire. Yeah, and, and and you know, if we look back on Look back in the Old Testament about how God, you know, God destroyed a lot of things when he got upset. What would he do now? He'd do the same thing. You know, he'd do the same thing. He's the same God. He changed not. He he changed not. So those that go and do what they do to uh, God's people, and some of them do it deliberately in old, old selfish ways and mess with people. Oh my God, they, they definitely are in trouble, you know? Uh, but my heart goes out to them. My heart goes out. Mine too, because it's, it's almost like, you know, what happened to you to cause you to be this way? You know, because yeah. something is broken inside of you, and instead of you, you know, doing what you preach about right or you know doing what you talk about you you hurt other people because you're not healed yourself and only if you were to get healed then you would stop hurting other people yeah yeah it all goes back to you know what happened to you to cause you to be this way right and and you know uh i've worked in the area god has blessed me to work in a a drug and alcohol facility. Worked in this facility and I, I was so happy because I was uh, helping those who was hurting like myself. Or, you know, and I uh, was talking to this young man and he began, uh, I worked on the HIV floor and I asked him what happened. And he said, well, the choir director and I had a relationship when I he was I was a little boy and he used to do things to me and then oh. and, and then the pastor started doing it and then uh, 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 he said and then this is how I contracted the HIV he said but he's already dead and gone home and uh, now I'm here dealing with it and it hurt me so bad you know it hurt me so bad uh, I, I cried. I didn't let him see me cry, but I cried. Yeah, because of that that pain that he was dealing with. He he was angry even at his mama because he said his mama didn't protect him. And he said, and I know my mama had to realize that I was going through something. Now, sometimes mama is busy doing other things, and they 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 feel safe too with the pastors and the leaders. Yeah, you know. Now he has to live with it. Like that that mm-hmm. that trauma, like that's that's a lifelong trauma right there. Yes. Man, oh man. It's 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 worse because it's it's people you know, it's people you respect, and that makes it so much more worse than just a stranger that you'll never see again. Even though both is bad, but it's worse when it's someone you know and someone you trust who takes advantage of you. Yeah. 
Yes, yes, yes. You're right. I'm My telling heart goes you. out to that young man. Oh man, uh, uh, he he told me some more things, and it, it was, and he would tell me how he would come home and and talk to his mom, and he said, and, and he would come home and talk to his mom, hoping that she would pick up on some of the things that he would say. He said, but she wouldn't. He said, but what mother wouldn't check on her kid when she knows that her kid is going, you know, to uh, church with the uh, choir director. And I was like, well, she felt comfortable. She felt like it was okay. He was like, no, most mothers would check. I said, well, she let her guards down. He said, yeah, and this is the cost. And and I couldn't say anything, you know? And so, uh, I mean, and he was such a nice person. I mean, you know, such a nice young man. And uh, I lost contact when I left. Uh, You know, he checked. He completed the program and I lost contact. And then I said, you know, God, I'm not ready for this. I thought I was, but I'm not ready. (laughs) And uh, because it was uh, it was hard and uh, it it made me realize that um, what you going, what you've been through is nothing. No one, you know, what you've been through is nothing. And so uh, it made me appreciate. And then he started, of course, using drugs to suppress what he'd been through. Uh, I couldn't talk to him about God, so I asked God, how do I witness to this soul? Because he's been, you know, traumatized bad. So how do I witness? I want to tell him about you, not about the the people that you placed over him. I just want to talk about you because I know the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. I know it is, you know, and it could get just to him right where he needed to get to he the word you know it could touch his heart so that's where i was at with him oh and it 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 just really hurt me i think uh like when he was talking about his mom i was thinking that sometimes our minds like something that's like so heinous sometimes our minds will not allow us to believe that it's true Mm -hmm. right Like, like i don't know what was going on with his mom but like sometimes when when something is just so terrible, you know your mind is like, no, that that couldn't have happened. Like right, even right, though you know right. someone is sitting here telling you like, hey, this did happen, your mind for whatever reason, either mm-hmm. either is going into I'm a protect me mode or something like that. I don't know, but right. it will not allow you to go there because it's like no, nothing that horrible could have happened. Like right, no way right. that could happen. Right, right, right. That's right. That's right. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that that happened, and and oh yeah, the relationship with his mom and yeah, oh um, that, that that was destroyed because of no communication, and it and you know I don't know, but I I can say that I did uh, tell him uh, I still was able to plant a seed, and that's what we're here for. The Bible says one man planted, another man watered. He does the increase. So I pray that if he's still amongst the land of the living, that someone is still pouring out and that he's still receiving and that he's growing. That's my prayer. And one day his testimony will help somebody else. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And and at the time, you know, he was uh, taking medication for his HIV and uh, he was still, you know, he said, I, I don't know what else to be, you know, but a, a woman. And I said, no, you're, you're not a woman. 
And, uh, you know, he was like, yeah, I know, but, you know, this is the only life I've ever. And I was like, okay, I can understand. And sometimes uh, when uh, I allow the Holy Ghost to speak, I speak. But uh, it's hard to not just say things from your heart to an individual, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. So uh, doing ministry is not easy. I will say that. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of times I see even the the uh, church I go to now, I see it's not easy because you have all these members that you have to oversee, you you, you know, and every everybody is different. And so I know it's not easy. I just, uh, I mean, it's all kind of things that goes on in the church, the favoritism and, and uh, it's just, it just, you got to treat everybody, everyone fairly, but you have to treat um, you have to treat everyone fairly, but you know there are some that needs more attention than others. I realize that. I'm glad God hasn't called me to pastor church because <laughs> I just know that oh boy I couldn't do it. But even as God has called me to go out to evangelize, uh, I'm always mindful that there is people that are hurting out there, and just one word, just one word from God can turn their whole life around. And so I'm I'm just so grateful that God has given me that opportunity. The 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 pain and the hurt that I had to get to to, to get here, I didn't like it, but you know, I'm still under heavy construction. So I just I'm just grateful that God has has kept me. So on that note, we're going to end part two. But don't worry, we're not going to leave you hanging. There is a part three, and it is the last and final part of my conversation with Chastine about church hurt. So stay tuned for that one. But until next time, deuces.